while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. I'm Chris McCarthy. We've got a really good show for you ahead. Uh, you know, you heard Mayor Mitchell earlier on the day talk a little bit about this. Um, there was a bid that was secured for the state peer, and there has been some disagreements between Mayor Mitchell and the state delegation on how that uh, went forward. Um, uh, one of the members of the state delegation really leading the opposition uh, to this process is is uh, State Rep um, Bill Strauss, chairman of the uh, House Transportation Committee, and he's actually joining us now. Hey, how are you guys? Great, great, Representative. How are you? So good, good. Um, so, so, uh, so, Rep. Strauss, I appreciate you joining us this evening. Um, just sort of, um, I, I guess where we want to start is uh, how did, you know how, from your perspective, how did this process of securing securing this bid play out? Well, it uh, as, as reported in uh, one of the news outlets uh, this morning, and it's not new news. Uh, Every member of the delegation, so it's, um, I appreciate you saying I'm, I'm leading the effort, but all five state reps, Tony Cabral, Chris Hendricks, Chris Markey, Paul Schmidt, and uh, on the Senate side, Senator Montigny, we have all expressed over uh, the last couple of days uh, a total frustration with a uh, very secretive, exclusive process that kept not only us and it's not uh, and and uh, i suppose if that was it that might be one thing but the entire public um outside looking in but not able to even look in through glass windows and uh in a process where only the mayor's office and the mass development staff and the uh main project proponents uh, were engaged in a back and forth as to how they wanted to divide up someday New Bedford State Pier. State Pier, not the city pier. Uh, and uh, by definition, when a process is closed to the public, bad things happen. And in this case, as uh, frankly, I think Senator Montigny pointed out, uh, maybe in the best way of all of us, uh, in his correspondence to the state secretary of economic development, the proposal that mass development picked in the secret uh, room, uh, I don't know whether it was smoke-filled or not. But, uh, <laughs> not anymore. Proposal, not anymore. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> but it was secret nevertheless. As, as Mark pointed out, uh, in his letter, and it, his letter and our group letter are available online, uh, for everyone to see with lots of exhibits uh, uh, is that the proposal violates state law. Now, if they had had public hearings starting last summer, a lot of people would have stood up and said, wait a second, state law says a few things, and, and I'll be very, very specific in this case. Uh, state law says uh, no one can lease any part of state peer 
from the, the uh, government for more than 35 years. We now know through emails that these guys, the mayor's office and the people at Mass Development labeled confidential. I think they didn't realize the law also says these are public records. Correct. Uh, that they need a 99-year lease. Why? Well, that's how they can raise the money. Uh, in an email on November 3rd, it's online now, uh, Ed Washburn, who used to do this same work for developing state peer for the city of New Bedford, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, one month later, in 2021, was working for a private company doing the same. Um, uh, Ed Washburn wrote an email to Mass Development saying, we can't raise the money unless you, uh, you know, somehow help us figure out a way to get around state law. Well, as I said, Mark pointed that out in his letter, and that's a real problem. The other two things are uh, in state law, specific to state peer, we have a ban on any one group or entity, which these guys are, uh, leasing the entire state peer. No one has explained, certainly not the mayor, uh, how they're going to get around or violate that part of state law regarding state peer. And then the final one is um, one of these uh, uh, developers is uh, Crowley uh, Engineering, engaged in the, the wind power industry. Uh, there's a 20% limit uh, by statute on how much of state peer can be devoted to wind energy. Now, people are probably saying, okay, what, what is all this about? Mm -hmm. What it's about is State Peer actually runs a diverse operation for all parts of our successful can, working can waterfront. We, can we actually just clarify for people who don't know, State yeah, Peer is sure. at the bottom... State Piers at the bottom of Union Street in New Bedford. Uh, you should right. sort of explain that property a little bit for the audience just so they know what we're yeah. talking about. If you're driving down uh, Union Street toward the waterfront, you see the big building there. And State Pier uh, is surrounded by water on three sides, obviously facing uh, Route 18. And it today hosts successfully some critical parts of our successful uh uh, waterfront here, working waterfront. The Sea Street Ferry, which now runs high-speed ferry to both Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, uh, is a tenant there. Uh, the Baker administration invested over $5 million to refrigerate and create a cold storage warehouse, one of the only ones on the New England coast, uh, certainly the only publicly accessible one in Massachusetts, and Maritime Terminal uses that for international freight shipping. The fishing industry uses State Pier. I know I heard that the mayor uh, said it was negligible what the commercial fishing industry uh, uses State Pier for. He should um, uh, probably get the benefit of the facts. There, uh, uh, the Commonwealth is receiving over $100,000 a year in different uh, access fees that fishing vessels uh, pay in order to either get gear, unload, uh, whatever. And here's an important thing, because we know how important the fishing industry is. It's why we're the, you know, we are the number one cash fishing port in the country. But those who are familiar know this already. Our fishing industry is really 
in two halves, so to speak. Some are uh, owned by the, the processing houses, the fillet houses, and they're think of them as like Exxon Oil. Uh, they own the boats, they own the pier, they own the processing houses. And for those vessels in that part of the commercial fishing industry, they have places to tie up, receive uh, repairs, receive gear, even unload uh, at times. Uh, but there is an independent fleet. And many people who are listeners, I'm sure, know some of the families. Sure. Uh, and what they have as their asset, their family livelihood, their employees' livelihood, is the vessel itself. They don't have guaranteed access anywhere. So to the extent in New Bedford, and the same is true on the Fairhaven side, which I also represent, uh, these public peers, so that would be Union Wharf and on the Fairhaven side, mm -hmm. these are critical to that part of the fishing fleet to give them access to the land. And so when somebody comes along in secret and proposes to take over the whole of State Pier and provide nothing, and if you look at their proposals, nothing by way of access for the fishing industry, my feeling is, and every single one of my colleagues uh, feels the same way, we've got a problem because a plan like that, developed in secret, reviewed in secret, uh, between the mayor's office and uh, a few state officials is not in the public interest. So that's why we wrote that letter. The other thing that the pier is used for is there's the alert ferry to Cuddyhunk and then the Ernestina. Now, I've seen diagrams released by the, uh, the designated developers, the insiders uh, in this case, that show on a map. You can see C Street written there. You can see the Ernestina written there. You can see other things written there. The interesting thing is those aren't actually in the proposal. And these same emails from uh, Mr. Washburn indicated that, in fact, uh, they just wanted some one-year leases to avoid the requirements of state law. And then they would figure out who gets to stay and who gets bumped off state pier. That's a bad process. And so as a result, we got together five reps. Senator Montigny wrote a, a distinct letter because he had uh, his own take, which is a good one on this, to the secretary, the new secretary of economic affairs saying, we need a new process here. And so I think that's what the public would benefit from. And I know, because I was told that when the mayor was on earlier, he, he seemed to focus on me. Okay. I think if you focus he did. on the facts, very much. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> I don't mind that, but it it reminds me because uh, he's a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. A lot of the people who uh, are involved may be lawyers. We we learned an expression in law school: if you have the law, argue the law. If you have the facts, argue the facts. If you don't have either, pound the table. <laughs> I think I heard. I, I I think I heard a lot of pounding of the table earlier today. <laughs> So we're speaking with uh, Representative uh, Bill Strauss. So to your point about the fishing boats, um, yeah. I spoke with someone earlier today um, who, who who has a boat there, and he said to me, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, he pays thousands of dollars every year to land, you know, to, to tie his boat up there so they can get access to the land, as you pointed out. And he said, you know, what are they going to do, just push me out eventually, you know? Um, I think that's a very important point that you're making, and I hadn't really understood that until I happened to speak to someone this afternoon in preparation for this interview. 
Well, look, uh, what we're trying to do, and, and I, I agree with uh, his read that he's at risk here, and it was all done without telling anybody because um, there was some news coverage in the fall. Uh, the five reps wrote a letter to Governor Baker in the fall saying, look, something bad's going on here. And I had my own conversation with the chief executive last summer of mass development. And I said, hey, why don't you let the public know who submitted bids? Why don't you let the public know and the legislators uh, what these people are proposing? And he said, well, that's really not your business, but I can guarantee you, uh, you're going to love our proposal. And I said, you know, that might not be good enough because if your proposal isn't loved by everybody, what are we left with? And so I would say to those in the fishing industry, there are zero guarantees here, uh, certainly in the proposals. So, um, I, I think that, um, uh, people should uh, express their views. Uh, and and I should say something else, because uh, this was something else I, I think that uh, came up in the mayor's remarks when he, for whatever reason, focused on me. He said, I've, I'm opposed to uh, retail shops and restaurants. Well, here again, the truth uh, is, is kind of important. In 2018, uh, House members in the delegation and Senator Montigny uh, came up with an agreement in the the um, what we call the economic development bill, and we specifically said the front, that means the westward side facing on Route 18, 20 percent of state pier could be used for retail, restaurants, non what we call water dependent uses. So here's the thing: if there are parts of um, uh, the the proposal that, that um, the insiders made or, or others who may be listening or hear about this who say, hey, look, since 2018, uh, there's been a chance to put restaurants and retail shops at the front of that facing what you would call the public facing part of State Pier. Let me in. I got a proposal to make. So uh, they don't need uh, Crowley. They don't need the other uh, vendors in this somebody wants to propose retail shops and restaurants in state pier they have to they ought to just reach out to mass development announce it publicly and then we'd have a really public process and uh, and that's something uh, every one of the reps here has promoted because state pier is a complex parcel it's financially doing well but i we all think it can even do better so uh, that's why we've been engaged for well, well over a decade in promoting the diverse kind of working waterfront that, that New Bedford is known for. Uh, and, and, uh, and those are good jobs that, uh, and families depend on them. And we want to keep that in place. So we're speaking with Representative Strauss, Bill Strauss, um, about the, 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 the uh, waterfront development, um, and his, his, uh, no, his curious questions about the, the process. Um, Representative Strauss, this actually has started back in, if, if my timeline is correct, in 2008, this, this went through the Senate, um, and over, and then it was signed by the governor into law, the idea of, of, of a lot of this, right? So when did your opposition begin on this? Well, it's it's an opposition to what has happened in the last year. Correct. Uh, so I think that's, that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we have, and again, I, 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 that's a great question because we've all been working together on uh, looking for ways to promote this. So if you look back, I think it was 2016, every one of us, including the mayor, was there when then, <coughs> excuse me, Lieutenant Governor Polito came to call it cut the ribbon uh, on the cold storage warehouse. And, and, and that's because uh, that meant that for the first time, State Pier could be used year-round for the kind of uh, fresh food uh, shipping, whether in or out. Uh, and so uh, the Baker administration was very good about investing about $5 million in this. For some reason, the proposal that uh, the insiders are promoting would uh, destroy all that, take that investment and throw it out in the garbage because uh, they have no use for a cold storage warehouse. Uh, we've worked on that uh, in, in different ways. And, and I should add also, only last year, and the governor signed it and every one of us uh, signed on, um, I had an amendment in our transportation bond bill. We put over $100,000 to restore uh, the railroad, the freight railroad line that if you walk out there, you can see parts of the old uh, rail uh, uh, rails sure. uh, in the pavement. Right, they're right uh, by, the, by the Black and, Whale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that track goes by right next to the, the, pro- the property. It'd be a great uh, enhancement for our shipping and access to have that rail uh, come right back onto the property, and that was another legislative initiative everybody was on board with, including Governor Baker, uh, during the last session. So uh, we have tried to promote this, and the issue came up only last spring when mass development, for some reason, decided uh, good wasn't good enough, even though the pier is a success. Uh, clearly the ferries are a success. Clearly it's important to the fishing industry. Clearly it's important to uh, our international freight business, chiefly maritime international. Clearly it's important to the Ernestina and, and the rest. Uh, they decided that, you know what, it'd be a lot easier to manage this, I guess, if we turned it over to just one group of private parties and uh and they had a willing uh partner in this apparently with with the mayor's office and so as i say without uh any light of day uh any sharing of documents any sharing of information they put together a package uh, uh participating of uh insiders including a former city employee now in the private sector um to uh, try and put their deal together. Uh, and, uh, and I don't think that's the way things should operate. Not with an important state asset. Again, it's in New Bedford, but it's more than New Bedford. It's owned by the Commonwealth, and it's there to benefit, uh, the region and a working waterfront, waterfront that's so important to, uh, our whole state economy. So we're speaking with Representative Bill Strauss. Um, Representative, as you pointed out at the beginning, you're an attorney. Um, where does this end, or where? What does mass development now under the new administration do? What are you looking to to do here? 
Um, is the attorney general involved? You're using a lot of very serious words, right? I mean, you're, you're obviously yeah. you understand what you're saying, and we understand we're listening. We understand. Where does it go so, from here? So here's where we are as of today. Uh, in late December, during the last literally few days of the Baker administration, um, mass development through its uh, CEO uh, uh, signed a designation agreement with the insider saying, you're our boys. Uh, and henceforth, we are now officially, even though it was the case anyway, but we are officially talking to no one else. And we're going to try and cut a deal with you guys over the next six months to see if we can lease out the entire state here to uh, private parties. And they may be getting money from the city. That was suggested to me by uh, Dan Rivera when I talked to him on the phone that somehow city funds were being kicked in. So that's certainly a question mark for uh, local uh, local people to, to answer or resolve. But uh, so we're in that uh, announced six-month period. It would be like an agreement to negotiate a final purchase and sale for uh, if you were to buy a house. Right. So there is no binding contract. So mass development is free, I would say, and the Healy uh, Driscoll administration is free to say, uh, we believe in open government. We believe in transparency. Uh, and when uh, six members, the six members of the legislative delegation, both House and Senate, say something's not right here. We can see it, and some might say uh, we're using our noses, too, and our noses tell us something's not right here. Mm -hmm. uh, then the administration can say, let's just call a halt. And the interesting thing is we're not delaying anything. If you look at that November 3rd, 2022 email from Mr. Washburn, they don't have a legal project. They don't have funding for even an illegal project. Uh, so there's nothing that is about to happen on their part because state law prohibits it. So the very, I would say, simple thing is for the administration to say, we're going to start this over. We're going to have a process. When you say the administration, about, you, you don't mean the city administration. You mean the government. No, I mean right. the, yes. the, the state government. So you're asking them property. to basically to 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 nix this deal or proposed deal um, right That's now. That's right. That's right. Nix it and say, if you have a proposal that meets state law, please put something together. Uh, recognize that uh, the public's going to be a participant here uh, and and let's see who comes in and remember as I said state law on specific to state peer that those of us in the delegation uh, put into the economic development bill uh, years ago says uh, no single party or group of parties can rent out or lease out the entire state peer so what that means is the diversity of use gets maintained. Some people may come forward with retail. Some people may come forward with a, uh, a restaurant proposal. Some may come forward with shipping. Some may come forward and say, uh, here's what I need uh, uh, for fishing. Uh, and, um, and I forgot, there's another critical user 
longtime tenant on state pier, uh, uh, Pier Oil. Uh, we know that the, the boats run on diesel fuel. Uh, where are they going to get it? Uh, one of the critical fuel suppliers to the fishing fleet is right there on State Pier. And guess what? They're not part of the insider deal. Uh, they would be kicked out. Oh, that's Lyricos, uh, right? Right there? The Pier Oil? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right in the uh, the north uh, northwest corner. Right. Yep. Uh, they're right there. I understand they don't look great to tourists, (laughs) but we have a working waterfront, and a working waterfront means uh, means jobs. So, Bill, can uh, we hold you? We're just going to hold you after this break, and and so we can finish the conversation uh, afterwards. All right, great. Thank thank you. Uh, So we're here with Rep Strauss. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 1420 WB. Marcus Farrow. And uh, Chris McCarthy. And we're uh, still joined by Representative Bill Strauss. So, Rep Strauss, I, um, I... one of the things that Mitchell said was, uh, and he said this the last time he was on uh, with with us, he had said that the property had been languishing for decades, right? Under your under the under this current delegation, under the yeah, he said it's been languishing for decades, and that you guys haven't really taken any action on it, and that it's just a o- vacant parking lot, and uh, you know what? There's got to be better use for that space than just a vacant parking lot. So I don't know if, uh, how you'd respond to that. Well, it's simply not true, and and any observer of the waterfront knows that's not the case. Let's go back, starting uh, roughly 25 years ago, uh, and and even earlier, I I think people recall, um, certainly in the early years of my tenure in the legislature, I've been involved in uh, restoring uh, the Port of New Bedford to its role. Uh, with the uh, Marcus Vineyard Steamship Authority. And lo and behold, let's look what happened at State Pier. With state money and city money under uh, uh, former mayor, uh, the late Fred Kalins, uh, the um, uh, state and the city built a, a vehicle transfer ramp. Uh, so what did that result in? Uh, one of the most important, I would say, uh, visitor connections uh from New Bedford to the islands, which is uh, the high-speed ferry service. My goal someday, and I've never been shy about this, is that uh, we could also be restoring uh, vehicle pa- passenger vehicle service from there as well. But uh, I would hardly call uh, what we see uh, seasonally uh, every single day, and, and the city makes lots of money off the parking at the Wales Tooth lot. So the mayor knows well uh, how that's been an expanded part uh, uh, that uh, State Pier provides. I already discussed uh, the expanded uh, role that international shipping can and and should play uh, with the state's investment, which was under our supervision, our advocacy um, for uh, adding cold storage, essentially giant refrigerator units uh, for the warehouse there that increased into uh, a, a, the facility to year-round shipping of, of uh, food supplies. There's been an aggressive uh, effort to increase the fishing industry's access. Ernestina is, uh, is, uh, is critical. And as I say, you know, fuel supply, now someone may say that's languishing, but that's frankly, a critical part of the working waterfront. And what I'd have to say for anyone who, who uh, 
um, tries to understand what an industrial harbor and port like ours means is, uh, particularly with fishing vessel, maybe at sea, uh, but what it needs is what may look like a languishing parking lot, to use the mayor's term, I guess, uh, uh, has to be there and available in uh, hurricane season, in winter storm season, and there to uh, uh, have a shelter, so to speak, uh, when they need repairs and things like that. And as I said, mass development's own records show that they're running a profit there. Now, can they do better? Sure, that's what the delegation has been promoting in a series of economic development pieces of legislation. Uh, it may not look like uh, the tourist uh, attractiveness uh, that if you go over to Newport, you'd see. But this is a different level of economic activity and, and job. Uh, we bring in the fishing industry, not just State Pier, of course, but fishing industry, three to $400 million a year, which is a huge multiplier. And my view about what a working waterfront means is uh, this is what the law calls a designated port. You have to protect it because... Uh, it's on the edge with the ocean. It's not like inland property. It's unique. And you have to protect it for these uses. And little by little, think of like a car engine that you have to service and take care of. <laughs> if you don't tune it up, you don't notice the next day. So if you lose a little piece of the working waterfront, maybe you don't notice it right away. But if piece by piece, whether it's state pier or other properties on the working waterfront, go their way. All of a sudden, uh, the gear suppliers, the equipment suppliers, the vessels who come here in the summer from other parts of the country, they come here because we've got a great working industrial waterfront. And you can't give it up piece by piece and think that what we benefit from in terms of uh, our successful industry here uh, is, gonna is, is just going to continue if you take away the key pieces of, of the waterfront. So I make no apologies about being an advocate and a defender for the parts of our waterfront that service uh, international shipping, that service the fishing fleet, that even uh, uh, help out recreational uh, boaters who come in. Uh, I don't make apologies about that. So uh, I think that where these parts of our port are at risk, it's worth defending. And I'm not the only one. As I said, Tony Cabral, Chris Hendricks, Chris Markey, Paul Schmidt, Mark Montigny. Uh, I'm not the lone voice here. Uh, we see this uh, in the same way. And I think that's worth taking note of in this case. So, uh, Rep. Strauss, one of the questions I had, um, we were talking a little bit about this, is, you know, involved in this bid is the Bay Seafood Auction, the Canastras, mm -hmm. right? And they would have a vested mm -hmm. interest in continuing, um, uh, you know, having a thriving, continuing fishing industry in the port. So, um, do you think, you know, why would a, an organization like Bay Seafood Auction get involved in something that would necessarily threaten their own business? So, uh, I guess the question in that case is for for their business, and, and again, we don't know the details because they haven't been made public. Uh, is he building that himself, or did the mayor say, I'll build that for you? Uh, is it being built with state funds to build a new building for him? What kind of rent is he paying? Uh, we don't know any of those details, but again, working waterfront, 
an auction, and you could go to a city like Seattle, uh, auctions uh, and seafood processing uh, often occurs on the waterfront, but doesn't necessarily have to. But when a boat ties up that berth right there next to the waterfront, that's that's critical for public access. Not, and, uh, and a private business locking that up, uh, there are privately controlled pieces of the waterfront all over the place. Right. This is one of those few publicly accessible ones. And so uh, that's an important, that, that auction, I remember when they went in and began the electronic auction, uh, taking over from uh, what had uh, been, well, back 30, 40 years and long before the old auction, uh, that marketplace for our seafood is critical. Whether it has to take place on a corner that the um, uh, the state now owns and is accessible for shipping and, and vessels themselves to tie up should be an open question. Well, we really appreciate this, uh, Representative Bill Strauss. We really appreciate you spending this time with us, and um, we really well, appreciate it. What you guys it. are doing, uh, I, I don't mean to you know lay it on too thick, but you're doing <laughs> a public service by uh, by airing these things out. Uh, thank, thank you, Rep. Strauss, for your time. Um, we uh, we got to ha- we got to hit a couple commercial breaks. So sure. w- hopefully we can we continue this conversation with you sometime in the future. Of course, of course, and thank, thank you. you for the invite. Thank right, you so absolutely. much, Bill. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Bill. Appreciate it. That was Rep. Bill Strauss. We got to take these uh, couple breaks, and we'll be right back. Fourteen twenty WBSM can now be heard on ninety nine five FM. If you're sh- you never know who will call in the South Coast tonight. But they want to hear from you most of all. Call 508-996-0500. Or use the WBSM app to send an app, chat, text message, or leave voicemail. (laughs) Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. That was Representative Bill Strauss. Definitely some pointed commentary towards Mayor Mitchell. So I really appreciate uh, Representative Strauss joining us. Um, We know these guys, including the mayor, all the reps, all the uh, the Mox Montigny, they all have very tight schedules. So we do appreciate that. Um, and I know you, you listeners appreciate it because you're not going to get this anywhere else, mm-hmm. right? Um, he definitely made some very, very pointed argument, uh, statements. Yeah. Uh, the mayor, the mayor is no shrinking violet. Um, yeah, he's this afternoon. If you didn't hear it, listen to Tim Weisberg's podcast. Uh, maybe Marcus and I can, can, um, um, drum up a couple quotes from that today. Um, if we if we get a chance to play for those of you who don't have the capacity to do the podcast, um, but I can tell you that that podcast that just was made by Bill Strauss will be heard all over the place. <laughs> yeah. There will be people sending sending that um, to each other. Yeah, um, and it'll be up within the hour. It'll be up within the hour if you didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, again, this started years ago. Um, when I say that is that Senator Montigny put forward the original bill that was signed by the governors. Um, I think Deval Patrick was the first governor to sign off on this. Um, then, then it went through 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 Governor Baker. Um, so I do think the mayor has a role to play here, though, right? I mean, the mayor certainly has a role to play. And um, I can imagine that Scott Lang had input in this way back when, in 2008, when Senator Montigny originally um, started this. Um, so, uh, but I can tell there's a lot of professional, how do I say this? When when the mayor said, 
It's been languishing, as you mm-hmm. pointed out, Marcus. And I had to ask that question. Yeah. Because them is fighting words, right? There, there's been some intense disagreements on it over, over the years. Right. It's kind of coming to a head now that there's, I guess, a deal moving forward. Now they're asking state delegation is saying, you know, you've got to nix this deal. I mean, that's... Right. I, that's a it's, a... it's a serious thing to call for, right? It's very serious. But he's um, making serious accusations, too. So when he keeps... And, we'll, and we'll talk more about this in the next hour, folks, and we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. Let's, in fact, take a break All now. Right. Someday. Welcome back to the show. So, um, so look, that that is some that was a very look. Don't let Representative Strauss's tone. His tone was very calm, but he had some very loaded language. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, saying this deal was done in secret; it wasn't open. Pointing um, out that Wash uh, Ed Washburn was. A month before a city employee, before he joined this deal. Um, very interesting. Now, I don't. I, I take Representative Strauss at you know at his word that that's the. I don't know exactly the timeline for Mister Washburn, but I I take the the lawyer, Representative Strauss, at, at his word. I think he's wouldn't say it if he didn't know it, if it wasn't the case. Um, what we have to have here, though, Marcus, and I think you'll agree is that a lot of this proposal is very good. And the thing, the last thing we need is a shootout between the delegation and the mayor. That you want a unified front when you're going forward. Um, so they have to figure out how they're going put to the, put this back together again. Right. Right. Now, what I wonder... Um, is 